Buonasera! My name is Marcello. I am a tour leader with Explore. Ciao! Come, follow me. Behind this 200 year old gate is the best view of one of Rome's finest fountains. Ah, oh, bellissima! Look at the Renaissance detail, the sunlight in the bronze! Not everyone knows about Turtle Fountain, but you will if you explore. Search explore.co.uk and don't just travel, explore. Are you, like me, a spinster? Are you single, child-free and tired of the stigma attached to your situation in life? Are you actually having a bloody great time living your best life while all of your friends are tied up with their husbands and kids? If you think being a spinster is actually pretty awesome and you want to change the old-fashioned narrative, you want people to realize that not having a relationship or kids gives you the freedom to live a fabulous life all on your own terms. If this is you, then you've come to the right place. If, on the other hand, you're a spinster who isn't feeling quite so great about it, you've also come to the right place because I want you to feel great about it. I want you to know that your life is just as valid, valuable, and meaningful as anyone else's. If you're also interested in personal growth and working on yourself to become the best possible version of you, then you're in luck because we're also going to be talking about my other obsession, personal development and how we can use the extra time we've been gifted due to our lack of relationship in children and use that time to really become the people we want to be. I'm excited and I hope you are too. Join me every Tuesday for episodes with just me or me and one of my brilliant guests. My name is Lucy Megason. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to Spinsterhood Reimagined. Reimagined. How are you? Now, on today's episode, my guest is Alicia May. Now, I'm just going to say that this conversation is, uh, it's, it's kind of wow. It's in that we're both as completely bonkers as each other. And we're both as passionate and enthusiastic as each other. And of all the conversations I've ever had for this podcast, this really is the one where I just was having a conversation with someone. It just, I think both of us just forgot that we were recording for a podcast. But I would encourage you to listen to it the whole way through because Alicia has some really, really good points. We do get very woo, not going to lie about that, but it's worth a listen, I think. She is fabulous, actually. She is a high sensory person and she's an, she's a high sensory coach. 
and she's extremely unique extremely authentic and I like her a lot and I think you guys will too it's very hard not to be swept along by her sort of infectious enthusiasm which is one of the things that I really love about her we talk about all sorts of things from how she's always been a bit unconventional her story of being child free the sort of one size fits all expectation of life and how society programs us to feel as though we don't have a choice about in many ways about how our lives look. Um, we talk a lot about the sort of true self and the ego self, which I'm completely fascinated by and very much I try and tune into my, you know, what we, what we were calling our true self or essentially our soul as opposed to the ego self. And obviously we all have both of those things. We talk about how us humans tend to think that we're sort of superior to every other species on the planet. And yet the truth is that we're really not. And yet we talk about so many things, but I really, really hope that you enjoy this conversation. I enjoyed it so much that, as I say, I got completely lost in it. And we do kind of go off and perhaps we do sound a bit bonkers. I don't know. Let me know what you think. But without further ado, here is the fabulous Alicia May. Alicia May, thank you so much for joining me and a very, 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 very warm welcome to Spinsterhood Reimagined. Now, before we get into our conversation, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about your background and who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Thank you again so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're Um, welcome. So my background is pretty vast, so I don't want to dabble in it too much, but I'm a high sensory person, which means I can be a high sensory coach, which sounds a bit daft, but you, to be a high sensory coach, you need to have sensory processing sensitivity, if that makes any sense. But with this, I'm a creative empath. So I'm of sort of the 20% of the population. Well, HSPs can be 20 to 30% of the population, but because I'm an empath, it means I'm really high on this scale. So there's sort of only so many of us and we experience the world very differently to 80% of the population. So my background is a massive array of things, mainly art, but I've done millions of jobs because I've got high sensation seeking which means I get bored really easily. So for quite a while, I thought, oh my gosh, I think I've got ADHD. Turns out, no, because I've got more than ADHD. At one point I thought, have I got autism? And I was like, no, I'm too emotional. Like I I can't have autism. Like this doesn't make any sense. Anyway, finally came across sensory processing sensitivity and it all made sense. Having said that, I knew at a very young age, I remember sort of being really from the age of sort of three, four and five, really aware of something that nobody really talked about. And I was aware that the world wasn't functioning in the way it's supposed to and that people, to me, looked like zombies. And I couldn't understand it. They just seemed like, I was like, what's what's wrong with these humans? Like, they're not, they're not in flow. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, so basically, being an empath, I just, I feel so, so deeply. HSPs do anyway, but as an empath, you have this natural ability, which can feel like a curse, but when you're thriving and you're balanced, it is a gift and you can sense how people are feeling 
in your own body. Some people can experience pain, somebody else's physical pain. I can do at times, but it's really, I can feel people's moods and how they're feeling. And that's why for me, it makes me a really good coach because I can intuitively know what's wrong with somebody. I can feel what's wrong with them and I can sense their blockages. I can sense where the flow of love isn't, you know, exuding um, and sort of needs fixing, so to speak. But yeah, so back to the high sensation seeking, I've tried so many things and it was like, oh yeah, I think this is for me. Like I'm loving it. And then months or a year later, I'm like, oh, this just isn't me. This just isn't me. But thankfully, I'm now doing what I was born for and what I absolutely love doing. And that's, you know, being me, which is really nice. (laughs) How interesting. This is so interesting. I love it. Now, we're going to get back into all the HSP empath whole subject because, I mean, not least because I'm fascinated by it. And I'm, I'm, I'm not HSP as far as I know, but I can certainly relate to having always been a very empathic person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I on some level can relate to where you're coming from, obviously not to the same extreme. But yes, we will definitely go back to that. But I just wanted to say to the listeners that you and I, we connected via LinkedIn. I mean, I don't really use LinkedIn, but you very lovely sent me a message on LinkedIn. I don't know what that word was I just said, but anyway, moving on. Um, I'm liking it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you wrote to specifically tell me how it angers and saddens you that spinsters get such a bad rap so I'd like to start there you're single you don't have kids let's dive into that what are your thoughts first of all around the word spinster thank you so much for bringing this up because this is really what I wanted to talk to you about because listening to your podcast and I do have to kind of I won't name mention a friend but she introduced me to you and I was just like oh my gosh this woman just gets it I love it (laughs) <laughs> so um so anyway spinster spinsterhood it feels heavy in my body basically it feels really really heavy but listening to your podcast I thought no I understand what you're trying to do with it you're taking the piss out of it you know because they're meant to be dull they're meant to be gray they're meant to be plain women basically and what we're seeing now in sort of the 21st century is actually single free women are actually hot as hell you know and we're sassy and we're feisty we're not dull and boring so for me the word spinster spinsterhood you know that sort of old maid feels really sort of it's just so unkind when men have always had the name bachelor yeah that to me sounds courageous it feels strong it feels independent you know it feels like free man and it's like but we get spinster and it really angers me. Yeah. I, know. I mean, it's it's such an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, it's and you're you're absolutely right in the in the way that I do essentially take the the reason I'm using it and kind of embracing it is it I, I am sort of taking the piss out of myself, if you like, by yeah, essentially, you know, claiming the word spinster. Like I'm now, you know, I'm sort of known to the people that listen to this podcast as a spinster. Yet, ironically, I would never go to a party and be like, hi, yeah, I'm a spinster. Obviously not, because who the (laughs) hell does that? Now, tell me me your thoughts around the sort of 
the stigma and the the shame the, the shame around being single and childless is one of the things that pains me the most about this whole topic I find it so upsetting it, I really really truly do I find it so upsetting that there are so many women out there across the globe because I've heard from people all over the world literally who are sort of suffering from feelings of shame so what are your thoughts around that and just the general stigma around us spinsters well, probably much like you, I could talk about this for hours because there's just so many branches of it. So I think what I'm going to start with is I remember it started at a really young age, this questioning of the whole having a child. And then for me, my journey, um, I've never met the right guy. I've had several relationships, but I've never met the right guy. So I've never led the conventional life. I've kind of tried, but always wanting to go left sort of I'll, yeah. I'll dabble on the right and then I'm like oh I just want to go left for a bit oh I just need to like let off some steam and just do something crazy and so it was sort of I think I'll do motherhood eventually sort of way down the line way 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 down the line like I've got shit to do first you know and yeah. much like you I've been obsessed with personal development since I was literally a teenager absolutely obsessed there was always something I needed to do I needed to achieve I needed to be before I became mum because being HSP, you're naturally a perfectionist, which isn't actually a good thing because it is to our detriment. So it's always a case of, right, well, I've got to be the best me before I'm a mum. So like, I don't know how long that's going to take. And then all of a sudden, I'm sort of going into my sort of late 20s. And I'm like, oh, I'm st still not a mum. OK, well, let's just carry on with life. And then sort of I'm getting into my mid 30s and it hits me. And it's kind of like, fuck. I don't think I'm actually going to have kids. And I was having these conversations with myself. It's like, you know, I just don't know if it's for me. I just don't think it's for me. And ever since I was tiny, people have always said to me, oh, you're such a free spirit. You're such a free spirit. And so this idea of having kids, you know, 2.4 children. Yes, yeah, a nice idea. But it never really sat with me, if that makes any sense. Like it was a nice idea. <laughs> it was a rom yeah, romantic idea. But it was just never coming to fruition. Anyway. Back to your point, I was working as a beauty therapist a few years ago in a spa, and it was a really interesting kind of experiment I was doing with women. And it was amazing how some women would come to me, they had kids, but they still had something about them. They were still interested in me. They might have worked part time or whatever. So like the conversation could be sort of fairly should we say, exciting, like there was things to talk about. Then there were some women who, you know, bless them, fine, if they're happy, great. They've done the conventional life, like their life has just been tick, 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 perfect. And I would never normally ask the question, do you have kids? Because I don't believe it's the only reason women were put on this planet. And I don't want to give the emphasis that, like Kristen and um, Nadita that you had the other day, this pronatalist thing like I want to go against that and these women would say to me it was almost like the conversation was really difficult and they'd sort of say to me oh oh so so do you have kids as if like oh a bit mousy about it yeah. I said I said oh no no I don't and it was like I'd get this shock of oh god well now what do I talk to her about 
And I could feel it in my body. And then some people, I could feel a judgment. It's almost like, well, how dare you not have children? I'm like, whoa, okay, there, there's something not right here. And obviously, mm. that's just fueling my fire. And then the odd women that I would meet that didn't have kids, you know, they'd say to me, oh, do you have kids? I said, no. And I'd say, oh, do you? And they go, oh, no. I said, can I just take a moment? Can I just congratulate you and say, <laughs> well done. And thank you for not fucking procreating and creating more <laughs> fucking humans on this planet. Because this poor, poor planet is dying because there's too many of us. But never mind, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it was just a really interesting experience that I was having. And I'm I'm really fortunate that pretty much all my friends that have kids don't care that I don't have kids but what I'm noticing recently in the last year when you're doing personal development you know you were saying with Matt that it is hard work it does take work but my god is it rewarding but what it does when you break down those walls of the conditioning and you're allowing your frequency and your consciousness to get higher it really disrupts your relationships Totally. So I met with, she's now an ex-Bex friend, which was was really difficult for me being an empath because I was speaking to another empath the other day. And what happens with us when we find that a relationship in our life is, want of a better word, breaking down as it's no longer serving us, we feel it in our body like it's a physical pain and it can literally emotionally just tear us apart and we're almost incapable of functioning like we still will we'll still get up but we inside it's utter turmoil and we had a bit of a situation at the end of last year it was really interesting because even though we loved talking about personal development I could see that because of my late brother he committed suicide I realized that thank you um our friendship did sort of change. And I could, looking back, I could see there was a bit of codependency going on. And being a HSP and an empath, we're people pleasers. We constantly, so I'm a recovering perfectionist and I'm a recovering people pleaser. So we always fit into everybody else's schedules because we really devalue ourselves. So I'd done that for a while after my brother died. And there's a whole other story with that when it comes to spiritual awakening and journey and blah, blah, blah. So back to your original point, it feels like now I'm going more and more down my high sensory route and my empath route and my work with people and what I'm here to do and, you know, spread the congratulations of free women, basically. She didn't like the way the dynamics were changing in the relationship. And so we've taken a break for about sort of six weeks, two months. And she's led the conventional life. You know, she's tick boxed her way. And even though we've had conversations in the past where she said to me last year, I think, do you know what? I'm really questioning if I even should have had kids, as in physiologically, because she had to have IVF. And anyway, I saw her yesterday and I just thought, you know what? I don't feel safe to talk about being child free with her because it's really hard that some women welcome it who've had kids and a lot of women that have had kids it really triggers them when you're explaining why you didn't want kids so I can listen to them till the cows come home 
justifying why they had kids. Yet for some reason, when we justify, and I really want to emphasize the word justify, why the f are we justifying that we haven't had kids? Like it's so beyond wrong and it really angers me. And the fact that I have felt shame in the past and I remember feeling like judgment shame and I'm like they're judging me oh I feel shame and I, I can feel it in my body and it's a very heavy stagnant energy in my body and I'm going this isn't me like what and I got so angry so when I heard on a podcast of yours where you said when you experience or come across women that say oh I feel shame for not having a kid and it made you angry I was like oh my gosh I can't explain the volcanic energetic eruption in my body <laughs> <laughs> with anger over women feeling shame because again I don't want to ruffle feathers maybe I do actually but it's like women maybe you do want to go into this topic but you can rein me back in but it's like hang on a minute so women feel shame for not having a child whether it's choice, whether it's circumstance, whatever it is. Yet women have children with partners they don't really love. They haven't had the consent of the partners. They're bringing the child up in a really unhealthy situation. Yet they don't feel shame. Yeah. They get congratulated. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's really it's a really um sort of interesting topic this, isn't it? Because it's something that's quite tricky to talk about, but one thing it just to pick up on, or one thing that it, it's made me remember to say actually is that, and I've always found this incredibly unfair, is that somehow when you have never had kids or you, you don't have kids, so you've never had kids, you've never been married, somehow that is worse than being in a fucking shit relationship with, yeah. you know, crack addict kids. Yeah. And, and, and you know. Crack addict parents. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's, there's no, there's sort of no, well, I mean, this is very, very tricky to talk about this, but. It's very tricky, yeah. It has yeah. struck me before that even if you, I mean, in the same way that I think if you're divorced with kids, somehow you're still seen in society as somehow better than somebody who's never been married at all so yes. well it's yeah. fine if you it's fine if you're divorced because and a lot of people would say you know there is stigma stigma around divorce um i mean yes i'm sure there is but but still if you are divorced it means you are married so therefore you're still a kind of peg above yeah you're accepted aren't girl. you exactly. you're accepted more into exactly. the tribe. Exactly. Yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah. And so going back to what you were saying, yes, I agree. I mean, you know, women who are not necessarily in a particularly happy or healthy relationship who go on to have kids who subsequently aren't particularly happy or healthy mentally and physically or whatever, that is still seen as more acceptable and more mm -hmm. normal because at least they're married with kids. I think that's yeah the point that we're trying to make right exactly and I do want to stress we're not judging these people what we're doing is we're taking the rose-tinted glasses of society off that's yeah. been put on us for years women like you and I we're taking them off and we've spent years like for me I've spent it since I was a child going hang on a minute 
something isn't right here. Yeah. These women are being blessed them. Like with say just crazy example, the crack addict mums, you know, bless them. They're actually really suffering inside. They're actually going through excruciating pain. They're actually victims of the yeah. society conditioning. That's the crazy thing. It's yeah. almost like we'll congratulate you for being a mum and for being a victim of society's rules and it's yeah. like how backwards is that you know it really it really really is one thing actually just while I think about it to pick up on what you were saying earlier about people pleasing because I was going to talk I was going to ask you about people pleasing anyway and I find this this is something that's so interesting when it comes to primarily women I think I don't think men feel the same urge to people please you know I think we do it I think most of us women do it completely subconsciously we're not really aware that we're even all just inherently trying to please everyone around us and as I've kind of gone on this journey of the last few years it's something I've become painfully aware of in myself and I've really tried to put a stop to it to a greater or lesser extent you know an example of that would be I I say no to things that I don't want to do like I I will no longer go out for an evening that I just simply don't want to do because I feel guilty saying no. And so, yes, as a result, I have probably my kind of social circle has has somewhat reduced because I've started to stop feeling compelled to people please the whole time. But one thing, just to bring this back to the whole kind of spinster thing, and well, well actually to bring it back to women who get married and have kids I wonder whether and this is something I sort of touched on the podcast before but I wonder whether there are women out there who have gone down the marriage and babies route largely because actually subconsciously to them and just to society because we're all kind of well so many of us is you know like like you say sort of almost walking around like zombies just we get yeah. born and into the society and this is what we do and we go to school and we go to university and then we leave yeah. and we get a partner and we buy a house and we have a blah, 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 blah. but I wonder how many women out there who have potentially ended up getting into a marriage and and having babies and it was actually more about what people around them were thinking than what they actually really, truly, truly, truly were feeling within themselves. How many people out there are there in not particularly happy relationships because so many women end up getting married and having babies when it isn't necessarily what they would have consciously chosen if they'd they'd become conscious about the way that they were living their lives. And I'm not saying, let me just quickly say this, not saying that that is everybody, but I I really truly believe that there are some women out there who that might apply to. What what what's your take on that? My gosh, there's so many nuggets in there that I just want to just dive into. Um, there's such lack of choice in life, as in like you said, with the education. There's one funnel. Yeah, it's one size fits all. Well, I think I randomly added up the neurodiverse. I literally, all I looked up was sensory person sensitivity, ADHD, autism, dyslexia. I think I just did those four alone. I was just just playing around. And I think it added up to like 60% of the population. So well over half the population aren't even normal anyway. What is normal? And for me, I'd quite happily blow up the education system and create several funnels because we're all so different. 
but we still fit in so many categories you know you've got your physical sort of sporty types you've got your academic intellectual types you've got say me who are sensory and we're creative and we're expressive you know blah blah blah. so there's several funnels and with a lot of these women like you said they don't have the choice so women that have become say they've come from really deprived backgrounds you know sadly I mean, the only reason people go on substances is because they're trying to mask pain. Yeah. Because of society. Yeah. And not because of them. They don't want to suffer. That's why they're on substance abuse. And so these women, you know, I remember years ago, I've got a client who's um, a maternity sister. And I said to her, I was like, do you know what? I just have this dream where I just want to go into these wards and just have a conversation with these women and just light them up. And say to them, you have choices. What brings you joy? Like, you don't have to have more children, you know. And that's the thing. Choice gets taken away from us. Or at least we think it. At least we think it. Like, we're we're programmed. Yeah. Society programs, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, there's more on that. But then I also want to talk about, I've come well, for years now. I have a, I have a wonderful way of getting the truth out of people. It's a wonderful ability. (laughs) And um, it's really satisfying. I mean, it's what I, it's what I do for my job. I, I, you know, people tell me what they really, really desire in life. And, you know, we make it happen. And I remember I've got quite a few examples, but it's been happening for about 20 years. I've been observing older people. So sort of 50s and 60s. And I would just have these conversations with older people because of my level of awareness. I couldn't communicate well with people my age because I was so much more aware of things that people that were 10 20 years older than me that were talking about but I was like well why aren't my friends talking about this like I don't understand anyway and over the years I've chatted and you know with other clients and jobs and people have always uh, it's got to be about 80% of the population that, that I've come across they've said do you know what? I love my kids won't fucking do it again yeah and I've got somebody who's about my age. She's a client. She's beautiful. And I love the fact that she will, she'll literally get, if I gave it to her one day, probably, um, I want to say a gramophone, if that's the right thing with the thing. And she yeah. would say, yeah, society told me that having kids would fulfill me. But you know what? It hasn't. And I don't even like my husband, but I'm sticking it in for the kids. Yeah. And then I've got another friend who about 10 years ago, she did a shotgun wedding and 10 years ago she she's had three kids now still with the same husband and back then she said because I was like oh you know I don't know if I want kids I just not not sure not sure if it's for me because I'm like I've always been like there's so much to do in life have you noticed how big the world is like (laughs) like oh my gosh people like let's live first (laughs) anyway so she said to me, well, who's going to look after you in old, old age? I was like, I don't know. Cross that bridge when I come to it, if I come to it. Exactly. And I was like, that's no reason to have children. I I thought, How dare you? It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Jeez. But it's funny that 10 years on, this same friend said to me, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, she said, because I said, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still, you know, single, child free. And I think I'm going to stay that way. She said, do it. She's like, if I had my time again, I would not have had my, I love my kids, but I'd choose career and as many relationships as I fancied. 
Isn't that so interesting? I mean, it, it, it really, really is. Genuinely, as much as I get irate and I get angry, I have to stress that it breaks my heart that these women have subscribed to motherhood. It's not their fault, but because of their lack of awareness, because of their upbringing, their exposure or lack of exposure, they weren't told the truth. They weren't told the reality of the situation. They might have not realized there was more of a choice. And it actually breaks my heart that they're at a certain age and they're going, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. You know, my kids are 15 or whatever. And it's like, do you know what? I'm actually really miserable. What the hell do I do? That genuinely, I mean, I've gone all funny in my body. It genuinely breaks my heart because... I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to feel that love and that life that we're here to experience, you know? I couldn't agree more, Alicia. I really couldn't. And it is, it also makes me incredibly sad too. And it also makes me feel quite frustrated because people feel like they don't have a choice, not least because of the sort of societal narrative and everything that, you know, all of our limiting beliefs that, that we didn't choose that were put upon us as kids and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a huge problem, I think. Um, but yeah, going back to one thing you were saying just now, this idea, it always slightly I just can't, I don't understand it because I've never felt it myself. This idea that one of the reasons why it's so great to have children is because, well, you'll have somebody to look after you when you get old. But this is just it's just crazy to me that, and when people said, you know, aren't you worried about when you get older? Well, oh, well I know. No, no. And, and, you know, I, I don't live my life worrying about what may or may not happen when I get to an age that I may or may not reach. And, and also it's the sort of, it's the assumption that one's kids automatically look after you. We're not living in the freaking, you know, Victorian times. You know what I mean? Right. Not that that even necessarily happened then, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's not a given. Some yeah. people's kids live in, in Australia or, yeah. you know, wherever. It, it's, I, I, I never understand why people have this, this seemingly genuine worry about what's going to happen to them when they get older. And maybe there's something wrong with me that I'm not worried about it, but it's just not a way to to live. And, and, it, and actually that makes me think about something else, which is I think people, so many people are living in fear. They're not yes. living yeah. in the moment, in the now, in the, oh my God, look at the possibility of life. Look at this exciting world that we live in. What can I do? What do I love? What am I passionate about? We're all too busy worrying about what we're afraid of. Yeah. And yeah. There, there are two parts to a human. I call it the real self and the false self or the true self and the false self. The, the false self, self, self and the ego self. Yeah, or the mind. You know, th- there are there are sort of different labels, but for me, sort of the mind and the ego is is the same thing, is the false self. And then for me, my soul, my true self, my higher self, that, that's my soul. And as an empath, we are able to... I energetically experience my soul if that makes any sense. So it talks to me energetically and it does some amazing things in and around my body. It's and with other, 
explain. Okay. Go into. I need to know. I, I want to know it's, in a bit more detail. Okay, cool. It's it's a bit it's a bit wild because I do have a reason why I wanted to respond to your other point with the fear thing. Basically, I've been very very lucky that I've never allowed myself to truly let go of my connection with my soul. And don't get me wrong. There's times I've lost it. Everybody has a different experience, but for me. It's in my heart center and it just gurgles at me. Or I've always for years used to describe it as like a fire. So when I'm unhappy, it feels like embers, just barely there. And then when I'm really rocking and rolling, it's a roaring fire and it's emanating out of me. And then there's other times where it might explode And it's a bit sort of nuclear and it's fun. I mean, it's good. Like it's a good thing. So sort of they're sort of really simple ways of of describing it. I mean, kind of actually connects to your point about the fear thing is that as a humanity, as a species, it's going to take quite a few generations. And I mean, maybe a couple of thousand years, but we're learning very, very slowly to bring union between the soul and the human self. And I've been able with my with my work, my own work, but thankfully to my mentor, Willow McIntosh, his gift is helping people like myself realign with their soul. And I can do that with others as well, where I can allow people to feel the essence of their soul because we're actually supposed to be at a certain frequency. Let's label it love. Let's label it joy. And it's a feeling, it's a state of being, which for me then gives you the mindset. So I've done loads of manifestation stuff. I've done loads of those kind of things. And I was always like, yeah, the mindset, the mindset, the mindset. But for me, as an empath, it put me too much into my head. Whereas doing the work I did with Willow and what I do with other people is it's about coming back into the body. So society teaches us to get in the mind, think, 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 think. And that's where the fear goes, yeah, woohoo, let's have a party. Let's create this story. Let's create this fear. Or let's go into the future and have some fun and let's torture you. Woo, let's have some fun. That's what society does. Sorry. No, 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 I love it. It's so true. Yeah. It's like having a party. You're so and, right, though. I couldn't agree more, but carry on. I'm loving yeah, it. You know, I've, I've been there, done it, got the T-shirt, you know, and I come back to myself and I get into my head and I'm like, wow, what am I doing up here? This isn't me. And I've disconnected myself. It's literally like we get disconnected from above our head and necks. Like we just get disconnected. Yeah. And when we bring our consciousness into our heart centers wow the transformation is incredible and the body talks to you feelings talk to you so up until the age of five for the first five years of a child's life they communicate with feelings they're looking at you they're studying everybody obviously you get different types of kids you've got characters you've got personalities you've got hsps you've got you know, autism, you've got, you know, different neurodiversity is everywhere and obviously upbringing, blah, blah, blah. But for me, I could energetically feel people's, let's call them vibes, energy, and I can feel if it's stagnant 
So the flow of life isn't running through them. And to me, the flow of life is this sort of, you know, people talk about the fifth dimension stuff. Love it. Yeah. And the connection to Mother Earth. So for me, oh, my God, I could talk about this for hours because there's just so many offshoots that's happening in my mind right now. Um, Rain me back in any time, Lucy. Just rain me back in. I can't. Um, I can't because I'm like totally there with you. I'm like, oh, God. I love it. Let's just Let's explore together. So for me, I'm so connected to the let's call it the electricity of the world. And it's all connected to manifestation, law of attraction. It's a frequency. It's an electricity that's literally at the tip of our fingers. It's in us. It's outside of us. We can create it physically. And the outside world then responds to our physical, as in when I say physical, I mean energetic physical. What we're feeling. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So to me, you know, so going back to sort of the fear thing with the manifestations, like for me, I needed to get into my body. I needed to reconnect with my heart and my soul because when my brother died, he was a HSP empath as well. So we're going back about 10 years and I've totally jumped everywhere right now. Um, he and I were very, obviously, we were practically, a, in a weird way, we were we were almost identical, but we were completely different. Was he older he, or younger? He was younger. It was like we were twins. The amount of people over the years that are like, was, it, was he your twin? And I was like, you would. it felt like it. Because what happened when he died was an energetic experience for me, as well as a physical trauma and what happened in my body physically. And I felt so disconnected. And over the years, he was the one human being that I could go to ever since I was a child. And as I did, why am I feeling this in my body? Like, what is happening? And he'd be like, oh, this, this, this and this. And when we were together, it was like we were we were a whole being. We had this magical ability between us where communication didn't need to happen in words. So back to my point about being children is I have an awareness that we actually don't need words to communicate and it will take thousands of years to get back to this because for me humanity needs to be more like the Babylonians the Mayans the the really really like 10,000 years ago kind of crew where they were so interconnected to mother earth because we are connected we are whole this you is know, the show, but we, we forget this no, and nobody yeah. talks about this and nobody acknowledges it. We right. are. We exactly. are literally connected to Mother Earth. We're all yes. part of the same source energy, but everybody thinks that, you know, we are these sort of, um, and I'm so sorry to cut in, but I'm just no, like. No, go for it. I talk too much. I talk too much. No, no, no. <laughs> Which, you know what? We're as bad as each other. Like, Christ, we are as bad as each other, but I love it. But no, it's so frustrating because we are. As humans, you know, we think that we are these sort of superior beings who are the kind of superior species on Earth. And it's simply not the case. We're custodians. Yeah, we're no more important than Johnny and the cat sitting over there or or a bird or, you know, we're just not. And you're so right. It's it's all about needing to sort of reconnect back to the truth of, of the fucking universe. But I really feel like there is... You you mentioned um, a few minutes ago about trying to come back to this connection between 
the mind and how did you put it you said the connection between the mind and this and the the what did you say the sort of human part of us and then the sort of soul part of us and and that yes. kind of conscious what how did you put it I'm being really inarticulate what did you say because I, yeah. I love it no it's fine because I'm still bouncing around with the wording to, to fit with sort of with people for it to really really resonate but I would call it soul alignment and so we we come in as kids and we're really connected to our soul and yeah. we go through education, we go through traumas, and we get disconnected. So the best way I can describe it, a really good way of putting it, is the head becomes the master rather than the servant. Yes. So our souls are the masters, the consciousness. That's the master, right? Yes. And then the human self, the body, is the servant. And and that, that including the mind and our thoughts. That's it. And so the mind is a fantastic tool because it keeps us safe. It questions things. But if we let it run away with itself, then it's no good for us. It's a complete detriment to our being. So it's about, it is, it's about creating that harmony, that union. And it is so important that we drop down into our bodies yeah. And kind of reconnect with our soul because our soul is what's connected to the planet and that electricity or that energy that we don't see. But I feel on a very intense level, yeah. um, which is connected to Mother Earth. So a silly example for me with who I am. So we had Ash Dybeck really, really bad in our local area. So trees being cut down. And I have to go into nature. Like I'm, even though I'm coming across like a complete extrovert, I'm actually, because of being a HSP empath, I'm really introverted. So I need a lot of alone time. And this is what I want to really touch on with it's okay to put yourself forward and not have kids if you feel you need more alone time. But that's a whole other topic. So I would see, I'd go for a walk and these woods have been there for like 50, 60 years. And I went one day and they'd been absolutely mullered. Like, have you seen Avatar where they just... They I just, haven't actually, but I can just imagine. Slice, they yeah. just slice away at the at the trees. And it was very much like that. And do you know what? Energetically, it was like I was crying. And I, I ended up like going to these trees and touching them. And I just said, I'm really sorry that these human beings have done this to you. I'm just going to apologise on their behalf you know and that's why I've done that since I was a child I feel like I'm going around apologizing for humanity because humanity is putting humans first yeah. uh no we put ourselves first as an individually take responsibility for self but we have to honor that this earth needs us to protect her not attack her and drain all her resources which is yeah. what we're doing Exactly. And also that's just made me think that part of the problem is, you know, going back to this sort of trying to realign our kind of our higher self with our human self. If more people were doing, I always call it the inner work, but which I yes, know can but be a really kind of annoying. Because you're awakening yeah. the truth in you. Exactly. Utilizing it into your reality. Exactly. And and also realizing the truth of the world and actually the truth of how things work, which is that we are all connected. But there is no doubt in my mind that if 
more people went inward and did awaken that ultimately the world will be a better place. But I feel, and this is a lot to do with, you know, what I allow to go into my my mind, because I'm very, I've talked about this a lot, but I'm very, very, very conscious of what I allow to enter my mind. You really do, don't you? Because so many people don't realize the negative effect that the news and social media and, and adverts, exactly. but I, I really think because of the people that I sort of plug into in, in the world, you know, various people that I follow or people whose books I read or people whose podcasts I listen to, there are so many people out there who are having these conversations and they are all saying the same thing. So I find it really heartening because I think slowly but surely, you know, the likes of Deepak Chopra or mm. Eckhart Tolle and, you know, those sorts of people. And they're talking more about consciousness and more about the power of the mind and thoughts becoming things. People like Joe Dispenza, who are finally starting to marry up the science with the spirituality. So I believe that things are going to start improving. It's almost like we're on the brink of some kind of big... Revolution. Big, exactly. Yeah. Have we gone yeah. slightly off the topic of uh, spinsterhood? <laughs> um, kind of. Sorry, guys. You know, let's rein it back in because actually, it's it's actually perfectly connected. Because to me, this is a revolution, and it's funny. I'm I'm an advocate personality, and you know, like you as well, we get very passionate. You know, we we know that the world as it is, the structure of society is so wrong and so backwards. It needs to be in flow. It needs to be in tune with Mother Earth you know and so women like us are part of this revolution that really needs a name in in a sense like I said to you I kind of love calling myself a free woman like I I can't stand the label childless because again that's like spinster it's like belittling us it's like oh you're childless and I'll pull you (laughs) fuck off you know it really winds me up and then and then child free was like oh we're quite yeah, woo, I'm child free. Yeah, let's do this. And then I, my gorgeous dad had the conversation with him. He's like, yeah, but Alicia, why not just be free? I was like, I love it. I'm just going to be a free woman. I'm just going to, I'm a free woman. And you know what? It definitely triggers some people. It's an interesting um, experience. I'm just awakening their souls, basically. And that's what I do is I can just energetically awaken their souls energetically so they can go, oh, oh, so this is what love and joy is. Okay. And then they'll intuitively know how to change their life. Anyway, back to your point, is women that are not having children, regardless of the reason, and I just, I know it's painful because I've got physical complications, but I actually just want to kind of congratulate women that physically can't, like, that sounds really backwards, but I want to congratulate them because they're actually doing a massive job they're sacrificing something whether they had a choice or not but they're doing they're super women they don't realize they're super women they're superheroes they're saving the goddamn planet by not being able to have kids you know so and you know with the women that are choosing not to have kids they're super women as well we're superheroes and we're saving the goddamn planet as far as i'm concerned (laughs) And we're ex- and we're we're leaders. We're showing women 
that are coming after us that there is a choice that there isn't a one size fits all that you don't have to be 2.4 children you don't have to have a mortgage you don't have to have the first fancy car tv crap you know if you want to travel around in a van or and spend 40 years traveling in a van around the world they are not buying into consumerism. They're not buying into materialism. They're not buying into the pronatalism. Yes, I know they're driving around in a vehicle, and I understand that's not brilliantly environmental, but actually buying it, getting a new car every two years, like people don't realize the carbon footprint of a brand new car is worse than the car that's been on the road for 10, 20 years. Like people don't realize these things, but obviously they don't go branding it about. They're not filling their house. house 24 years old. <laughs> Mine is 1985. Uh, it's going to oh, be 40 it. soon. I can't wait to celebrate 40 years together. Oh my God, that's um, so cool. Well, we haven't been together for 40 years, but we'll be 40 years old together. Um, <laughs> you know, and I sleep in the back of my Defender and I love it. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. That's awesome. That's oh my God, that's awesome. Thank you. And they're not filling their house with crap. And people don't realize that physical objects are energy. And so if you have your house full of stuff, that's stagnant energy blocking good energy from being in your life. So anyway, back to my point, women who are free and they're traveling the world, like that's actually fantastic. We need to be these examples to show other people that what we've been sold over way too many years you know, that, yeah, you've got to be married, you've got to have kids, you've got to be miserable, you've got to toe the line, you've got to be like everybody else. We are so needed. I just, I cannot, I cannot stress this enough, women. We are so needed. Embrace the superwoman in us. Like, we're superheroes as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Embrace the free woman. Now, one thing I want to pick up on what you were just saying about consumerism and this sort of feeds into my basically my entire premise my my premise for the whole podcast and the coaching that I do which is this most people who are living more in their head than they are in their heart and in their soul are constantly chasing the next external thing whether it's a car or a house or a holiday or a boyfriend in, in which to find their good feeling so people are just constantly, you know, going after the next thing and the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And the reason why they continue to need to find the next thing and then the next thing, because that wears off and then that wears off and then that wears off, is because they have not found the internal joy that is available to all of us. On tap. Exactly. It's unlimited. Exactly. <laughs> all you've got to do is literally go and listen to, I don't know, fucking Aretha Franklin or Taylor Swift or you know who or whoever turns you on whether it's my obsession with um Gang of Youths I'm obsessed with this band Gang of Youths they've got some songs that are (laughs) so fucking awesome but literally it is available to us on tap and I feel that this literally has probably been like of all the interviews I've done, this ain't an interview. This is literally two mates sitting having a conversation. It is, isn't it? I love it. I absolutely love it. And I feel like we could just go on for hours and hours. Yeah. Have I to know. be a regular feature. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, well, don't don't tempt me, my friend. Don't tempt me. 
Now, getting serious, apart from anything else, we've been going for nearly an hour. And as you know, as we said at the very beginning, I try and keep these conversations to around about an hour because I feel thankful to my listeners. Thank you, listeners, for, you know, tuning in. Thank you, guys. For as long (laughs) as they do. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's a freaking mission to get people's attention these days, you know, because there are so many things pulling us in so many different directions. But going back to the concept of being a free woman I love that the way you put it and you know being single and not having kids how can the women out there who aren't feeling great yet Mm. about, about where they are where can they start and tell them what is so bloody awesome about being in that sort of free woman mindset, this is going to be my, I'm going to change the name of my podcast to free women. <laughs> totally do it. I feel like I want to start wearing t-shirts saying I'm a free woman. Woo! <laughs> and I'm taking over the world. Oh my God. Don't. <laughs> Seriously. We should do that. Like a free woman thing. Like it should just be a thing. Like I'm, I'm, I just, it's a movement. It is. It is. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm feeling that one. Oh, gosh. Um, there's so many things I want to just connect with because what I specialize with, particularly with HSPs, is I can feel when people are speaking from their hearts and speaking from their conditioning, their heads. So I'm able to feel the stagnant energy and then the flowing energy. It's like, oh, they're in their heart. I can feed on that. And there's an alchemical metaphysical reaction happening in both of us. And then if they're in their head and they're in their conditioning, I can feel it feels it's like it feels stagnant. It feels stuck. It feels like a dead end. And then I know what to say to then kind of transmute it into the energy of love. And it kind of allows the flow. So what I really would love women to start kind of really thinking I don't like the word thinking is actually feeling just taking time in the day and just just start having conversations with yourself basically in your out loud do you know what I talk to my this sounds really egotistical but I don't mean it I have conversations with myself in the mirror and it's really good. And I remember learning that years ago when I was doing the manifestation stuff and they said, you know, talk to the mirror every day, you know, and I remember dabbling in it, but it was too close to when my brother died. So I I was rejecting self after he died because it it tested my faith beyond, beyond. Anyway, so, you know, talk to a mirror or just, just sit quietly with a cup of tea or sit in the sunshine, ideally in nature, because that's where you'll easily connect with the energy of flow and abundance. And it's just start questioning, okay, who am I? What do I want? What do I really want? What do I really want? Who am I? What can I do in the next hour that'll make me feel really good? And it can be the tiniest of things. Like for me, I have an addiction for the sunsets. I just have a complete addiction for sunsets. I cannot tell you how many sparkles in my body. <laughs> you know that I just I love a sunset um being outside the birds when I hear birds sing I cannot I feel so joyous and I think wow I feel so alive right now and it's just start questioning throughout the day almost as if okay well is this me 
or is this my conditioning? Is this my head talking? Is this my conditioning or is this my heart? And really start putting the awareness sort of really, you know, if they're meditating, sort of take your consciousness into the center of your body. But it takes practice. It's like a muscle, guys. It really is a, any of these things. I cannot stress it's not overnight success. It's a muscle that that gets weakened you know we, we know it so well up until the age of five we know what we want kids are so good I know what I want I'm going to play with this I know what I want to do I'm going to go do that they know what they want they're brilliant and they're truth speakers yeah. aren't they they're yeah. truth speakers yeah. and it's beaten out of us oh you can't say that well it's the truth yeah but you can't because you'll offend them well that's their work not mine sorry yeah. It's made the conditioning, it's unreal. So question yourselves. I would say sort of start protecting yourself. So I've avoided adverts now for eight, nine years, transformed my life. I was really lucky that I knew at 16 to stop reading gossip magazines. My intuition, a voice just said to me one day, it just said, these aren't good for you. And I went, yeah, you're right. And I stopped. I've never bought a gossip magazine ever since because I could feel I was comparing myself. Yeah. And just, it was like an emergency button went off and it just went, warning, this isn't good for you. Yeah. You know, um, and I really stress journaling. That's transformative because it's as good as talking therapy. And if people can't afford counseling, if they can't afford coaching, it's okay. There is an alternative it might not be as good but for some people it can be magical and if funds are low journaling's wonderful because science has proven it's as effective and you can really you know you can get shitty with it you can get angry you can say i love me you can say i'm proud of me and i remember listening to one of your podcasts and i'm like you i do i only do 3 actually i do 3 gratitudes every day and i actually do 3 um i am proud of because that's really important because rewiring that new um, neuroplasticity then you know the little signals and things in the brain actually saying to yourself i'm really proud i went for a walk today I'm really proud of myself for not buying that coffee that I didn't need. Whatever it is, it can be big things, it could be small things, but that really just every day, ideally twice a day, and just keep plugging at it is it's really important. But there's so many little nuggets that I could share. You know, I could be here all, all day, but it, it really is about asking, just getting back to you, bringing it back to you and stopping all the distractions you know being a sensory a high sensory person I have to protect myself so much it's unreal so like I said I haven't watched adverts for years I don't subscribe to things that have got adverts and if they have I shut down the screen I don't own a tv me neither um and I shut down the screen or I put it on mute and I turn it away I don't listen to any radio shows I've avoided the news since I was about 18, really? um, I just talked to people. I said, oh, is there anything I need to know about the yeah. world? Because yeah. when it's important, you'll know about it. I was going to say, the way that I find things out is that my mum sends me a message in caps lock. She right. Says, so, so like when the Queen died, sorry, I'm not laughing at the Queen dying, but no, when no. the Queen died, my mum, I was literally sat at my desk in this flat and my mum sent me a message caps lock. 
you know, the queen died. So, so basically I always know, and as any of us, I mean, so I work funny. my dad did the same. Really? But of <laughs> course, so funny. You know, like you say, the, the, the big things that we need to know about, of course, we know about because we live in the world. And of course yeah. you cannot avoid yeah. every single thing that's going on in the world, of course. But what you can do by not watching the news, because I, as you know, I, I, I also don't want to watch the news, listen to the news, read the nude, the nude <laughs> at all. <laughs> And it's been the best fucking decision, one oh, of the decisions I ever yeah. made. Yes, yeah, same. And, and I can't encourage people enough. But the thing is, it's it's you have to be quite strong, I think, to admit that because people, when I tell people that, when I tell people that A, I don't engage in the news, and B, I don't engage in politics, whoa, you gotta yes. be really steadfast because you yeah. get I've had some people really look down their noses at me and look very disapproving, like, who is this woman? Yeah. This is not acceptable that she yeah. doesn't what irresponsible. Do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean exactly yeah. irresponsible? And it's like, would well, you know what? It's not that the likes of you and I don't care. Of course we fucking care, but actually yeah. we probably care more right. in some ways than many other people do because by not engaging in those things we're making ourselves better and that makes the world better if you want to get into it in terms of you know if you want to go down that road but I feel really strongly about that but I've definitely had um quite a lot of negative reaction as if they really really disapprove of me saying that I'm not political and I and I don't watch or listen to or read the news yeah. But like you say, I, we know what's going on because our parents text us in caps. <laughs> exactly. And I and I just want to jump on that and stress to people that there's there's two things that happen. When you engage with news, and everybody knows this, but for some reason people still subscribe and listen. It's it's been designed a very specific way. They give us very specific information, and it's always negative because they know what they're feeding. They're feeding our fear. But people don't they're not quite waking up yet to the fact that listening to the news and watching adverts and exposing yourself to those things that you're being sold a false story, whatever it is, whether it's by this or, oh, so-and-so's killed so-and-so, that that's feeding off fear, which keeps us small, which keeps us in the zombie state. Exactly. But you see, what we don't realise that energetically on a metaphysical aspect we're actually feeding back that energy. So this is what people really, really need to jump on. It's like, it's all it's all well and good kind of knowing what's going on, but actually this world would be a better place if we disengaged with pretty much all news and all adverts. Can you imagine a world without newspapers and news and adverts? It'd be a hell of a lot simpler. It'd be a lot cleaner. You wouldn't have consumerism. You wouldn't have materialism. You wouldn't have pro-natalists. Um, it would solve so many of our problems and people need to stop engaging with the news. So then they stop feeding that fire because it is a fire. It's burning. It's very strong. And by engaging in any way to that energy, that lower energy, they're feeding it. They're just putting more wood on the fire. And people just don't see that. So true. My God, Alicia, literally. We need to stop. <laughs> and I can't, I can't. Part two, you. part two, part two. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking we're going to have to do a part two. But, Casual friends having coffee and chat. 
(laughs) (laughs) But basically, before we wrap up, two things. Number one, I want you to tell people how they can get coached by you, how they can follow you, where they can find you. And also just one little nugget of wisdom for the single women out there who are feeling sad and who aren't feeling empowered or positive or hopeful or excited about their lives. Um, Go. (laughs) Right. So, um, so you can Google me as Alicia May coach. However, my name is with an E. So that's really specific because otherwise this Alicia pops up, which people say is Alicia. So you can do Alicia May coach and I'll be the second, but it is with an E or it's Alicia hyphen and the, hyphen's really important may.com so alicia hyphen may.com so that's my website you can book a discovery call it's free first half an hour and then we can discuss the details after that um i'm on instagram as alicia may hsp i'm on linkedin and i've got a facebook page as well i'm not brilliantly active with social media as in I'm too busy living um, and helping people to spend my time posting all the time. But um, but I am available on those platforms. Okay. And the nugget I would like to leave is we're all bright lights. Okay. We're all bright lights. I don't care who you are, where you're from. And at the moment, you might be feeling really dim. And it's okay. We've all been there. Everybody's been there. And currently, they're they're dim. And they're just little embers or just a tiny little wick is left. But you have the potential to be a freaking supernova and just believe in yourself and just your light is needed. We need you to shine brightly. So <laughs> you are fabulous. And I absolutely love Thank you. you. And I'm so I'm so happy that we've had this conversation. And as I say, genuinely, and this is a really big compliment, like of all the interviews I've done, this is the one that has been, that has been the most sort of, I've sort of abandoned um, thoughts that I'm actually recording for a podcast. And it has literally just been this conversation between, and the thing, the thing that makes me laugh is that both of us are really, really, really over-enthusiastic about things. So I have no idea how this is going to be received, but fuck it. I don't care. We're putting it out there. Um, but seriously thank you thank you thank you for coming on and lots of love to you thank you Lucy for having me it's been an absolute stellar time I've loved it you're welcome thank you thank you thank you so much for listening if you got to the end of this episode of Spinstead Reimagined I really do hope that you enjoyed that conversation yeah I just think Alicia is a real kind of light she's she's great so yeah I hope you enjoyed it do follow me on Instagram at Spinsterhood Reimagined, on Twitter at Lucy Megason. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Lucy Megason, and you can email me, lucy at lucymegason.com. If you'd like to have one of my free 30-minute Zoom taster sessions for my one-to-one coaching, then you can go ahead and book. In fact, if you look in the show notes, you can just click on the Calendly link in the show notes, or you can go to the Work With Me page on my website, lucymegason.com. 
And if you sign up to the website, you also automatically receive my top 10 mindset tips. And if you would also like my affirmations, which I've recorded for you guys, I've done an I am version and a you are version. If you would like either one or both of those affirmations, then just reply to the email that sends you the mindset tips and I'll send you over whichever version of the affirmations you you would like or both. And finally, this is my weekly plea. If you have enjoyed this or any other episode of Spinsterhood Reimagined, please, please, please share an episode. Tell one of your friends about it. Tell someone about it who you think it might help. And if you haven't already, thanks so much to those of you who have. But if you haven't already, please, could you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts? A five-star review would be amazing. Reviews are everything for somebody like me because they they ensure that this podcast gets in front of the right people. And I work very hard on it. And it's, it's hard growing a podcast all by myself without kind of any advertising or anything like that. So yes, it'll be amazeballs if you could leave me a review. And if you do, please take a screenshot and send it to me and I will thank you personally. So yeah, I'll see you guys back here on Saturday for my minisode. But in the meantime, remember, one of these days, I'm going to get Jennifer Aniston on this podcast. See you later. Lots of love. Bye.